Hey podcast, it's me back again. Um, it's going to be a quick one today because I don't have loads of time to record this, um, so hopefully that will keep me concise and to the point. Um, thanks so much for everyone who's listening so far. Let's crack straight on with the next episode. Um, and in the last couple of episodes, I've talked quite a lot about um, like reframing your thinking in certain ways, which is like what I'm constantly trying to do because <laughs> my mind always seems to stray off into its old grooves and old habits that aren't necessarily helpful um, to what I'm trying to do and that's kind of at the core of what I want to say today so I've talked about um, the con- concept from the war of art of that you have to enter your creative pursuits as a little bit more of a kind of fight <laughs> like a battle that you need to overcome stuff I've talked about how sometimes you need to concentrate less on the strategic levers and operations of your creative thing and more about like can I just drop this and make someone really happy today um, and in my last one, I talked about how now's the best time to be a creator because we've actually got the opportunity to create a tool, um, <laughs> which not everyone's always had. So even on the, that most surface level, like it's the best time to be trying to create something ever because no one's telling you can or can't do it. Um, but with that comes its own challenges. And that's what I want to talk a bit about quickly. Make sure I don't overrun <laughs> um, today. Because we are not used to operating in this world of abundance, hence, you know, my last uh, episode talks about how we almost want to create a world of scarcity around us so that we know how to navigate it. Um, I was on social media just now and it really, um, honestly, like, I'm really into the white stripes at the moment, (laughs) to the complete infuriation, annoyance of everyone around me because I listen to them and talk about them a lot <laughs> so you know it's Harry in the same band it's, um, I remember Zoe from my family going I love the white stripes but I don't want to hear them every single day they're just like my obsession <laughs> at the moment this is how I always get into music I kind of I arrive at things usually 10 years too late and then one day it clicks and I just like dive deep into that thing um, I want to find out everything about that one thing rather than constantly sampling. I don't really know why. I don't know if that's better or worse. Like It certainly means that my breadth of knowledge of uh, music and other things is not as wide as some people, but, man, the depth I know about the things I like. You can't beat me on the Beatles. You can't... (laughs) um, You know, you can't beat me on some aspects of uh, guitars I'm interested in or recording. Like I go deep into the uh, things I'm really interested in. Anyway, the White Stripes is my thing at the moment. Um, I've mentioned them on the podcast a few times before. Maybe even the last episode, who knows? Um, <laughs> but the thing about them is that, like, I didn't get it at first. They were kind of scrappy, garagey, only a two-piece, had all these colours going. And I was like, what's going on here? But it was enough to like spark my attention. Um, and then, like, I clicked and got like why it was so interesting and good and quality, if you know that subjective term. But um, the I, I connected into the very like human aspect of of their playing, the connection between the two of them when they play, and the lack of like a set list or metronome or kind of these strategic structures. Um, they just they want to create some event happening when they're playing or recording. They want like limitations to kind of put them in an uncomfortable spot to show like human <laughs> uh, ingenuity of overcoming that and and channeling that through music. Um, 
I think the concepts that they construct around them, which most people go like, well, not most people, but a lot of people go, oh, what a load of bollocks. Like, um, oh, you have to record to analog tape or look, they're so false. They've put up all these colors that they perform in and they do these ridiculous challenges that like no one else who's focused on convenience would do. Um, it's really opened my mind to that like artistic way of thinking um, that like perhaps your job as an artist is, is not to try and navigate the same structures just as well as everyone else does or better. Like it's, it's not trying to win that kind of hierarchical game of I can gain the most followers, followers on Instagram in the shortest time. Like, man, there's so many people trying to play that game and probably not enough people trying to redefine things. <laughs> and that's the kind of point I want to talk about now is that, one of the books that's really changed my thinking, and I sort of say this about almost every book I read, but this one really like almost brought tears to my eyes at points. And um, I feel like, especially if you've not read books like it before, it, it has the potential to like fundamentally shift you um, and, and gives you a set of tools to like actually get out of situations by redefining them. Um, and it's called The Art of Possibility. Um, Again, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but I'm not going to get hung up on what I've mentioned before. I'm just going to plough on. Um, but yeah, it's a book called The Art of Possibility. Um, it's written by a psychologist and a classical composer. Um, I can't remember their names, unfortunately, but just search The Art of Possibility um, and you'll find it. I think one of them's called Xander. Anyway. Um, and they essentially say that... They, they they give you ways of looking at the world, like exercises effectively you can do which reframe your attitude and therefore like your actions and eventually your life. Um, and the way they start the book is that it's all invented, that they kind of go through the scientific thing that your brain like cobbles together sensory information to create a reality in front of you. Um, and then over on top of that, you overlay your opinions and perceptions about almost everything. Um, it's an exercise in meditation as well that I was doing the other day where it says like stare at a colour and actually like think, think, trying to think about what it's like to look at that colour or experience that colour in your mind without overlaying your knowledge about that colour. Um, we have so much pursuit of knowledge and information and kind of accessory stuff over everything that we experience. But um, you, it's worth being aware that you are overlaying stuff onto like this uh these sort of sensory inputs i guess going in a bit of a weird tangent but art possibility kind of says look a lot of stuff that you take for granted as like laws of nature is actually invented um it's it and you'll make up stories about this stuff uh you'll make up stories about what choices you have um of career or how you can treat people or um what your goals are of a business or all sorts of things but you kind of create these you, even though they feel like you're confined into a couple of choices you actually create the choices yourself or you follow a structure that's out there like in the world um and it challenges you to say look everything a lot of it says everything's invented let's just go with a lot of things apart from the laws of physics whatever are invented and there is a huge opportunity for you to recreate the story around um, either your place in society or your potential to create something or your goals or whatever you want to kind of apply it to 
um, there's a huge amount of opportunity to reinvent a story in your head <laughs> that makes your life better. So um, let's come up with some examples. So say that you're playing like a sports match against someone. I'll go and go for like an individual sport, so tennis, say. Say you're playing a tennis match and you're really likely to lose to that other person. They are better than you, your serve's not great, whatever. Um, we will tell ourselves that ad infinitum to the point where it actually makes us play worse and eliminates any chance we did have of enjoying the match or playing well or even winning the match. So even if they have practiced tennis more than you and they are better, is that useful to keep repeating to yourself while you're playing? Is that useful to go, oh, I'm I'm worse at tennis, so I'm automatically going to lose here? So it's this weird balance between what's the objective, you know, sometimes you can't just completely avoid the truth and go on a sort of fake news detour. But in that instance, is the telling yourself the story that I am not never going to win this, I'm going to be rubbish, all my shots are going to go out, it's not helpful to you. Even if it, it could be true, it's unlikely that the negative sort of slightly take on it is exactly true. Um, it's likely you've, yeah, you're already telling some sort of lie because you're probably not as bad as you're saying in your head, potentially. But you could tell yourself a story of, I'm going to really enjoy practicing. I'm going to like absolutely try my best to hit um, these things, <laughs> as many balls in as possible. And I'm going to like vary up my tactics and see if I can do a certain volley in this kind of. And that is an example of flipping to a mindset possibility. How could I be better in this match than I was before? How could I enjoy it more? Or how could I, <laughs> I don't know, provide, be a great opponent to this other person? How could I learn off them? Um, there's all these things that are under the surface that you um, may not have even gone looking for because you didn't know how to operate in a way of thinking of possibility. Um, and honestly, this is like the most helpful thing that I've found recently when I've got in, because I wasn't really in a great mood this morning. I don't really know why, but um, I kind of work out really just dragging my feet through the day. Um, and so I, I picked up this book again and re-listened to it and inspired me to try like share <laughs> this tool that I use, which is listening to this book, but ultimately the core message of the book is this, that you reinvent how you um, think about a situation. So it's, it's not putting yourself into delusion saying, oh, I'm the best so-and-so in the world. But actually in the book, it said that you shouldn't even kind of, <laughs> it's a real paradigm shift, but you shouldn't even think of yourself in this like measurement world necessarily. You shouldn't necessarily try and be, I want to be as big as that person or better than that person or have this much money. Like, could your goal be an actually a really artistic goal? Like, um, like I talked about making people happy last time, like, um, I want to create like the most interesting video that I possibly can, or the most interesting painting piece of art, or, um, I want to achieve this sound musically, or I want to bring music to people who are skeptical and perhaps kind of touch them, make them think differently. Um, there's all these goals that are well beyond, um, what they call in the book, the measurement world, the, um, which was measured like hierarchically how you compare to other people um, with its own kind of KPIs of status like money, etc. Um, and you know that it doesn't take you out of the measurement world completely. It doesn't redefine the fact that you have to buy food and whatever, but it, it can reorient where you actually put your energy and focus and what you judge yourself upon or whether you judge yourself upon anything at all. Um, so, if you feel like you've got a binary choice or um, you, 
you know, you're you're really fighting for <laughs> uh, survival in a particular aspect of your life and you feel cornered, it, just at least go through the process of challenging what your mindset is adding to this, what you're inventing that you don't really realise is actually a, a story that you've invented and, and sort of try rewriting the stories in your head um, and then going, is there any evidence that that could, like, be true, not be true? Um for like how you want to how you want to go forward um for instance when i was in a bit of a crappy mood this morning i was like how you know is is there actually the anything about this day physically that is making me in a bad mood or is it the story about the circumstances that i'm in i think this is particularly important in this lockdown covid era now if you're listening to this or recently soon is um, we are being fed like really negative stories and, uh, you know, a lot of truth and a lot of facts and um, a lot of like proper obstacles in the world that are there. That's undoubtable. But, you know, when you read the news at the moment, you do get kind of negative outlook, piled upon negative outlook, piled upon negative outlook. Um, we're going to be in a recession and we're all going to be affected by the virus and uh and even if some of that is true, is it useful for you to carry that around with you every day in terms of your like quality of life or your ability to deal with what's coming? I don't think necessarily thinking negatively about a negative situation helps you deal with it any better. You don't solve a negative situation by like piling by feeling more down about it or feeling more powerless. That that makes it worse. So even like bad situations, you've got to kind of. If, you, if there's no possibility in a negative situation, then you'll never find a way out of it or even think you can get out of it. It's like, I think that's what gets us stuck. It's shutting down possibility. So even now, even now, you know, like, let's take a music example because this is supposed to be a Tukaneko music podcast. But even now, you can't play gigs. You can't go out. A life of um, a typical band musician is kind of turned upside down right now. It's hard to earn money in the in the way that you did before um lots of people are doing live streams you could feel like you could get crowded out because there's so many live streams um your ambition to gig is gone and so you you feel closed in by that you feel locked in um and go oh, look look they've taken these choices away from me and and now look i'm never it's never going to be as good as it was before um but st- just challenge those stories in your head not not that like factually things aren't accurate but but just kind of nibble away and you, you'll find that some things do hit a hard wall but some things will break down you realize you actually invented stuff around that like who says that you can't have a live stream that has as good a connection as a live show um or no one's done this before you could you could look at oh look there's an opportunity there's a there's a sort of untaken bit of a land there that like no one's built anything here in terms of I could do a better live stream than um, so-and-so. I, I could have more, I could use this to do more connection. Um, you know, there's a, there's a whole... And, and whether, <laughs> ultimately, whether it's 100% true or not, or completely successful or not, it's still going to get you further than building your walls, making your obstacles higher. If I'm going to use an analogy that, like, if you have got, like, a boulder in your way, it doesn't go, oh, this boulder's so big, I might as well chuck more stuff on top of it to make it harder to get over. You're going to have to <laughs> either turn back or climb over it eventually. So 
would you start going, oh, how can I, where, where's the roots I can climb up? How can I make it smaller? What, what, how can this actually, you know, help me get somewhere? Um, so yeah, it's the importance of like taking control of some of that stuff. It's hard. It, it takes like mental effort to actually do this because for whatever reason, for, you know, survival reasons, whatever, we, we do seem to trend towards a, um, like an obstacle kind of, um, measurement status mindset and I do as well like that's kind of why I was in a bad mood this morning um but yes I recommend the book The Art of Possibility this is kind of where I've taken pretty much all the concepts from but I'm just sort of saying how it how it helped me just just like try and flip your perspective on a couple of things why might you be in the best possible position that you've ever been today rather than have these limitations what are like the unexpected benefits that you could extract out of this lockdown period because they are there it's really difficult to say that in a horrible crisis where like it's just really horrible challenging things are happening everywhere um but you can but is it helpful to constantly remind yourself that is it helpful to watch the news every day and constantly be reminded how terrible and limited and um downright awful everything is even if it's even if it's true even if it is worse right now can you create a mindset that makes you get out of it sooner, better, happier, isn't that more important than just obsessing <laughs> over the negative all the time? Um, I, this sounds like it's just think positively, but there's actually this this thing of possibility is huge, and I'm sure I'm going to talk about it more in future episodes. So here's a sort of a first nugget for you. But yeah, what am I inventing right now? What subconsciously, what have I, what kind of barriers have I put up that are just caging me in or making me feel like I'm stuck you're not really stuck um, unless you're sort of I don't know in some quicksand like literally in some quicksand but even then there's probably a way out through thinking possibility <laughs> um, I'm trying to undo my argument with obscene you know examples but it's not working um, there may be there may be some minority of cases where you are due to the laws of physics stuck somewhere but a lot of the time you're stuck in your head um because you have overlaid emotions, stories over the, what you kind of see around you um, and they have kind of webbed a, <laughs> a story that you're now telling yourself that you can't get out of um, to start rewriting stuff. hope this helps. Um, it certainly helped me and uh, thanks for you and giving me the opportunity to <laughs> ramble about it to you via this medium. Um, right back to it there's possibility in the day